0: Oushertown Oh! Oh! Hey, on goal! Oh goal! Justin Bateman On goal. goal! Through the zone is mob taking matters in his own hands opening oh, leads to shop shoots Oh my god! <laughs> BYG does the sweeping of the
1: ice My feet really does a step to a chance oh. Uh, Sheffield
0: win the race. Oh God, it's in the danger zone. Oh, <laughs> oh no, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. We're sorry we're laughing. It's just, that was bad timing. Uh, hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the BUIHE podcast, episode number 40. I'm joined by Nick. How are you doing, Nick? I'm very well, thanks Rambo. Yourself? I'm, d- I'm doing very, very well. I've, uh, I've actually lost three pounds um, since the start of this lockdown. Um, largely because my dog likes to walk about three miles at a time minimum. <laughs>
1: I, I, I was more thinking you could probably do with sewing up that hole in your pocket.
0: Oh, well, that too, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, is, how's, how's things with you? What what have you been up to? Is it still uh, Bill, Bill Murray Groundhog Day for you? Yeah, pretty much. Sadly,
1: sadly, sadly is. Um, obviously, people won't know exactly what... Uh, what day we were recording this on? So we'll reveal something that this is the uh, the Sunday of the bank holiday weekend, and we're uh, certainly us south of the border are eagerly awaiting. Obviously, what Mister Johnson's got to say for himself today in his public address, but um, I'm sure uh, you've obviously already had Nicholas Sturgeon's uh, take on things.
0: Yes, um, we've we've been locked down until um, June, which, in some respects, I actually think is better because. If you know, if you're furloughed and not being at work and stuff, to go back in the middle of a month, it's just going to be a bit of a logistical nightmare. Um, uh, and also, there's, you know, if you've started sort doing a deep clean of the house and stuff, it gives you time to finish it off, doesn't it? So, <laughs> very, very. <true. laughs> um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, how how are you feeling if if, if Boris says, right, everyone back to work? Uh, you know, would you be looking forward to rotating back to the real world, or are you kind of enjoying that? Uh, just chilling out at home a, a bit more.
1: Uh I am kind of enjoying the chilling out at home as someone who was furloughed quite a while ago, but the Nah, it's surely not gonna be that. Like I, I've 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 seen things saying that this is surely gonna be like suddenly you can exercise twice a day and, and a couple of small industries are like a couple of industries are gonna start opening up again, but they will probably relax it a little bit, but surely they're not gonna go crazy, like i'm gonna look really wrong later on but (laughs) hopefully hopefully not um like i think the one thing that everyone doesn't want to see is as much as people got frustrated by this and probably fed up of it by now people don't want to have to do it all again so if that's the case let's just do it properly and just do it once i relax it slightly don't don't go crazy
0: yeah exactly i mean I think even when when we do come out of it a bit more and people can go back to work, I think a lot of things will be phased back in, such as pubs won't be reopened straight away, um, concerts won't restart straight away, and so on and so forth. But uh, I can't can't see Boris Johnson deciding suddenly that everything's going back to normal um, because he won't want another spike. And the man himself has has obviously had, had the coronavirus and yeah. had to deal with that whilst his uh, partner's pregnant and he's just had a baby so I doubt very much that having experienced that he wants to wish that on another part of the nation um, so to speak but maybe I'll let, let you out twice a day or something like that well you never know um, I'd quite like that actually because it, it means that you can walk the dog and maybe go for a wee cycle run or something like that as well um, but you know uh if you're one of these if you're one of these dafties by the way that's you know going around your mate's house and stuff like that stop it um, because you're the ones who'll keep the lockdown going longer ultimately uh, but anyway that's enough chastising everyone I think Nick Um you're <laughs> supposed to be the shining the shining light um that people can look to uh, during during these tough times so um Nick I thought what we'd talk about today um is obviously uh, one of the things that I was really sad about, about the lockdown. I'm not I'm not sure about you. Was uh, was obviously the, the lack of ISGBU game um, this year. Is that something that you you're missing?
1: Yes, uh, it's it's an event on the calendar. It's something that I know we all look forward to, especially on that third weekend. It's something that little bit extra. I know personally, you pretty much write the theme tune, sing the theme tune, organize all the singers and backup dancers, and you, it's it's Rambo's day. Uh, and unfortunately, a lot of that went 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 sideways this
0: <laughs> yeah um i it certainly did I'm glad I didn't start doing all those profiles like I did the year before, oh dear uh, because that might have that might have ended uh in tears for me um, with the cancellation, but um I certainly was getting ready to do some some promo stuff, and uh we were getting things out there um obviously the i s whole roster was released. Captains were released for the um, GBU teams, um, and uh, yeah it's, it's not been great. But one of the things I would say, Nick, that um, you know, IS this would have been the third year of IS, but there's been some players maybe in the past, or for whatever reason, haven't haven't been able to play IS or haven't been uh, able to play GBU. I thought we could maybe we could maybe think about some of the players that yeah. maybe would would have liked to have seen an IS talk about what what they've done. I think the first one that springs to mind, and I'm sure it's the first one on your list, um, is Eric Crochus. Oh, Jesus, yes.
1: <laughs> I, I was about to say, did you want to go by position or or by importance? And, and unfortunately, importance-wise, he was top of the list.
0: Absolutely. I, I don't think he, he played a long time in the BIC either. He played, he just...
1: um, he played one, one full season and then returned the next year for Nationals. <laughs>
0: And both times he just lit it up. He was ridiculous. He um, wore the, um, that
1: crimson helmet, didn't he? From obviously, uh, was, he, was he not of
0: uh, <laughs> uh, Harvard fame? I think he might have been. Yeah, he was. He was certainly. Um, he was certainly well educated. But I mean, he went to Cambridge, so obviously.
1: No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he got uh, his hockey. His hockey background was playing. Uh, he played at Harvard, so
0: he was, he was all right. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, he certainly he certainly was um he was he was one of the guys that um I would have loved to have seen against GBU. Um I'm not saying that obviously one man doesn't make a team or anything like that, but that first GBU game I think they would have had they were surprised anyway, but imagine Eric just rocked up.
1: <laughs> that, that, have, that, that that would have been a surprise for them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know. Have you, got, have you got anyone else that springs to mind, Nick? Any any players that you've played with or played against? Or? Ooh, um
1: Okay, so this is going back a long time, and you probably know this as well as I did. My first year, uh, 2011, 2012, I think it was, uh, Huddersfield, Huddersfield's final team.
0: Right. It, I, I never played against them, but I obviously know, know they existed. They
1: had... These two Eastern European lads who were incredible, I'm just having a look now and i'm trying to I'm trying to go back to find exactly find their names. I didn't know if you were aware of them, but um I think one of them was quite aptly so one of them was called Yaga um <laughs> but the, the, those two I, I just remember as, as my introduction to the BYJ playing against this Huddersfield team and, and being told that this was Division 2 but here were two absolute massive hot dogs like they just ran the show they uh, they pretty much ran the division, I believe. I'm just trying to find. Here it is, Huddersfield. Oh, we lost 15. <laughs> well, 14-5. I wonder who scored. Yeah, there was a, there was a guy called Peter Yaga and a guy called Michael Sk- Skidlicky. And from the looks of this, every goal was Yaga from Skidlicky or Sidliki from Yaga. They, they those two would have been a great addition to the um, to the rosters.
0: No. Speaking of obviously, and this it still happens today, unfortunately, when you get these situations where it's like, "Oh my goodness, this is supposed to be this division, and then this player's amazing um, the, I was thinking about this boy that you you told me about that played for Bradford this year, Alvaro Sanchez, yes, I think it is, um, I think he's Spanish, um, he's just unbelievable um from, from what i understand
1: so so let me let me tell you a story so when when we played them um, when we played them this year when they came up after christmas uh, to come and to come and play us uh i think we had let me just check the score it wasn't too bad well we'd lost 14-0 down in bradford but uh, I don't think we'd had a goalie for that game or something. But either way, we, we, were, we were feeling all right. We'd come a long way as a team, and we're coming into this game, and we were like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Bradford showed up with six players. With six players. The final score, we lost 26-2 to against six players. And all I'm going to tell you is this guy, Alvaro Sanchez, with his nine goals and five assists, exclusively after the end of the first period, was told by his teammates to stop scoring, so decided that the Spanish version of not scoring was only shooting between the legs from the hash marks. (laughs) He scored three bar down between the legs from the hash marks.
0: That's outrageous.
1: <laughs> it literally. Uh,
0: you know what's even
1: funnier is I had this conversation with Max Springer, obviously of Metro's B fame. Uh, I know Max quite well. I had a conversation with Max because I knew they'd still got to play Bradford, and obviously wanted to let him know what the situation was. And Max, after that game, came and said, "Yeah, he scored like four between the leg bar down from the slot." So must be his go-to move. But in the same way, the guy was. ridiculous. Re- Ridiculous, and talk about like a fish out of water but he was like i don't know it was like pretty moby dick in in, in a fish tank <laughs> he was he was like i know people have complained before about there being big fish in small ponds but like oh my geez and then uh i've got a guy on uh, a guy as part of our setup Nat Charlton who's pretty much like eh. It's a pretty given fact that like every club's got like kind of their own rain man kind of statistician who knows everything about everyone, don't they? Like yeah, I know yeah. um, I'm thinking uh, Sean Monkhouse kind of yeah, levels yeah. of levels of stats. Um, Nat came and told me afterwards that this guy had been playing like a ridiculous level in Spain and and putting up points and then somehow was then playing out of Bradford Ice rink for the Bradford Sabers against like Nottingham Sea and all these other people but that guy uh, as i said to you i i really wish we'd got to see him at nationals or he was if he's sticking around longer term because i seriously think he could probably carry if Bradford wanted to move up to division 2 he could carry them by himself
0: yeah well, well I, it certainly yeah. seemed that way because i remember um, speaking to uh, the Glasgow coach Phil uh, um prior to their game with you and he was like Well oh, they, they seem to they, they seem to get beat off Bradford, the, the you know, the team that we, we beat quite badly. Um, I'm hoping it's a you know a good matchup and and I said to him, I was like, that's not the same roster. Um and then I looked and he was like it's pretty similar and then I looked at it and I was like, yeah, Okay, fair enough. It is pretty similar, but that Alvero Sanchez guy's not playing. <laughs> so um so yeah, I think I, I, I would I would trust your judgment there that he could perhaps carry them in uh, in division two. Now I've just I've just looked him up as well. Um, if it's the same guy, yeah, it seems to be. Uh, thirty four points in three games in the BIH <laughs> <laughs> Um he played for S A D Sad, sad Mayada Honda in Spain, whoever they are, um, and seemed to it wasn't obviously averaging those numbers, but pretty decent numbers at that level as well. So uh, yeah, I, I would have been interested to see how he would have fared in uh, for for the Bi um, the BiH the GBU IS.
1: Yeah, because oh, I risking. even even though he'd got no checking like under our nose, no checking experience, I would have completely thrown him in there as a wild card because, mm. yeah, some serious skill.
0: Yeah, so um, yeah, he's he's another one. Um, to, to go back to uh, I suppose to to the golden era, uh, Nick, you, you you got the two you got the two guys from Huddersfield there. Um, another guy um, that played alongside Crocius was was it Ganyon? Yes, I, I think he he's someone who who I felt was missing from IAS as well. Yeah, uh, potentially. Completely. Um, he was sort of like uh, and I hope he doesn't take offence this if he ever hears this. He he's sort of like Robin to to Crochus's Batman in some respects. But yeah, um, a solid skater, a little guy, but he could pack a punch as well with with the body. Uh, so. He he was another guy. I think, funnily enough, Cambridge um, seemed to have missed the boat on on this a little bit. Um, I think with their, their top top superstar players, sort of about two or three years prior um, to the IS game, ever been thought about. Would you I think, think they you?
1: they kind of pioneered the concept that we kind of thought imagine doing this.
0: Yeah, certainly, and I, I think the watching those guys, those were the guys that maybe said, look, our, our players can take on these NIHL players and, and give them a game. Um, and in both games they have, I, I know that perhaps last season's game wasn't quite the GBU team, but um, those were still all league guys that were playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and the, the I S team gave them a run after in the first period having a bit of a nightmare, quite frankly. Uh uh, yeah. Um, is there, is there anyone else that's springing to mind that you you know might might have been good to play? Um,
1: oh, uh, uh, there's a there's a couple of guys like from my own personal point of view that I played with one of the years in in Division One or coached in Division One. I can remember I'll always remember the story of we we played Edinburgh back to back and uh, uh, I can remember talking even with yourself or it with with Dibs at the time and uh, we came up to play you guys in Edinburgh with like a skeleton roster. And and got uh, got the humping that we deserved, and then the next weekend you guys came down to us and mysteriously suddenly we won eight nil, and that's because we had that year a trio of trio of Canadian uh, medical students who it was impossible to get them to play away games, but when they turned up for home games wow they were they were something special that was uh, a couple of guys that we had there who um, certainly they they would have been. Borderline kind of being in in that bracket for IAS, and that was a that was a good couple of years ago.
0: Yeah, it's 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 a funny thing, just how the timing is is taking some of these players. I I think if, to finish up, the the one guy it springs to mind for me from Edinburgh certainly was Sam Granland. I don't know if you ever remember playing against him or him at all. Name, name rings a bell. Um, we used to call him the Finnish Phenom. Um he was our biggest offensive threat but played D. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh ridiculous handling skills, great skating, um once broke the plexiglass in Murrayfield with a wrist shot. Uh you know, just just that sort of physical presence of a guy. Um and yeah, I think you know, to summarise he would have definitely been my guy for a uh, for IES. Um and it's certainly been. I remember London had a, a a goalie, and I can't remember her name back in the day. Uh, Callie mentioned her on the on the last pod. He also mentioned a bunch of uh, a bunch of players he played with that probably would have fitted the mould. But um, the reason this came to mind was certainly thinking about Sam the other day. He popped up in my Facebook feed, and I thought, you know, um, it's maybe something we could we could think about a little bit more deeply. Does um, anyone springs to mind on the GBU side for you, Nick? Well,
1: that that's a, that's probably more of a challenge in terms of having the exposure to those quality players who would have really really made such a massive difference like I think we can go back to our old our old favorite in terms of at the end of the day he might have been part of the GVU setup but we didn't get to obviously see him as much our man the most famous person in the BIJ
0: The most famous person in the BIJ Not well, Stuart Mogg was part of the GBU setup. So no,
1: but I mean he was part of the GBU setup, but we didn't get to see him as part of necessarily lining up against the the IAS team too many times.
0: You're gonna to have to help me out with this one. I'm struggling <laughs> no, there. That's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, of course. Yes, Stuart Mogg and the, oh, That would have been fantastic, actually. Um, sorry, yeah, he never he never got to play against IAS.
1: No, um, that's they, they, they're, that's kind of more the players that I, I don't think necessarily we, we we've missed on too many GB players getting them in the GB setup necessarily. It's just the the previous batches that we've had that never got this kind of marquee matchup.
0: Yeah, certainly, certainly Stuart Moggs springs to mind because he was one of the players who was constantly at nationals and and you know. Uh, in those Giffords Angels teams as we called them um but he was always there a nice guy and and got you know sort of mucked internationals um so he's certainly one of the guys that you're you're right that it would have be nice to have him on that live stream playing for GBU to see what he could do in a, in a gb a gB jersey um one, one guy I'll go in the limb in saying that i i think is possibly one of the best players to not have pulled on the gBU sweater is is possibly neil dolan um Yep, I would agree. Uh I, I don't know if it, how it didn't work out for him, but he uh he was certainly one of the one of my favourite players to ever coach and um he was he was fantastic. It, it would have been interesting to see him in in such a setup and it would have been interesting certainly to see him uh, against IES. And let's be fair, his interviews would have probably been fantastic. Hundred <laughs> <Yes>. percent. <so>, <laughs> um but yeah, no, I, I think you're right. There's probably not a lot we've we've missed in terms of the uh, in terms of GBU players um, getting into the squads. Um, I suppose there's some players that played maybe BIG only that maybe didn't get as good a look in, or maybe weren't quite as fit enough because they weren't playing hockey enough. Like say so Sam Heyman, um, someone I think maybe would have been a useful figure in those those days. Big skater, massive body. Mm-hmm. um so you know there's there's but i think you're right i don't think we've really missed many players in that in that regard um so uh Nick, um, i thought we could also chat about how 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 everyone's getting on you um you guys had your awards night recently so how how the kings been getting on um and how they've been staying in touch with each other so we had um
1: Quite quite fully, so I got um I got told off because I was uh, I was tuning into your uh your live stream on on Wednesday night mid uh, mid King's kind of uh, uh it was more of a quiz this time around than awards night awards night is in a couple of weeks officially but um no it was uh, a couple of guys it was Dean and uh, Dean and Will had decided that obviously we'd kind of not done anything and and came up with by themselves came up with a nice little. Uh, interesting twist on a quiz um that they decided to put on which is quite nice. We ended up with about 20, 25 people I think at one point which was uh which is pretty good to see some different faces and, and get in touch with people. I know that they after after we left the conversation went on long into the night, so God knows what they got up to but um no, it's uh it's good and it's it, I think people are beginning to Accept kind of what's going on, but in the same way, it doesn't mean that it's it's nice. And I think as we've always said, just because you've got to be socially distant, doesn't mean that you can't be still talking to people and still hanging out with people. And people are just going to find different ways to do this. But uh, yeah. but it was a great night, uh, interesting. Uh, certainly, I know there's <laughs> there's apparently going to be a sequel to it, which will be will be very interesting. But. Um, but no, anything been going on with the uh, with the Steel Queens or anything? Or?
0: um, we've uh, we had our awards night quite early on, um, which was quite good. I think the reason I wanted to do it earlier on is because um a lot of girls had sort of they got away had to leave quite quickly, sort of thing. Yeah. You probably experienced that with some of some of the North Americans you knew, where they had to sort of leave quite quickly, um, and get get back to America before basically they couldn't. Um, so we had, we had a rewards night quite early on and we we done it on live stream on Facebook live, um, largely again, cause some, some of our girls might not have been able to watch it live. So they could have, it would be there for them. Um, although, uh, Facebook tried to shut us down cause, um, when I first turned the live stream on, um, you know, no one tunes in as soon as you turn Facebook live on, it, yeah. like there's always a, a good sort of 10 to 15 seconds before you even get your first viewer. So I chucked um, Shania Twain on for like three minutes till everybody <laughs> tuned in, um, and then Facebook decided to they, they were going to try and um, take the feed down because we had Shania Twain, but then I read up on it and it said if the music is not the main focus, then that's fine. And the focus was on, and um, we had the we had the Steel Queens game against Nottingham in Nationals last year on YouTube, playing at the same time. Um, and I was just holding my phone to it. It's very technical. Uh, it sounds
1: um, it. I, I'm sure somewhere Dave and Joe are, are cringing.
0: Yeah, um, they certainly are. Uh, we've had a couple of – we had a Zoom quiz, and um, Vicky Carson uh, organized. Um, Vicky Carson's excellent at these things because she does a gazoo round, which is just hilarious. Um, and then we had another quiz that, that I ran, Um and then we've we've had a couple of watch parties where we've watched different games. So we watched like our first ever nationals game, um, and folk were like tuning in. and They were like, "Oh, I'm going to get going get a beer," and I was like, "You do not want to go and get a beer when this game the puck first drops in this game, trust me." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, it's basically so it's basically been that. The last watch party we had, um, I think, because it was really nice weather outside, people were enjoying that and taking dogs walks and all this sort of thing. Um, so there wasn't as many on but it was it was actually quite good in the way cuz you'll probably find this with Zoom but the my biggest problem with Zoom is when there's like 20 people on and none of them are muted and some of them are talking to their parents and, and some yeah, of them are trying to talk to it talk just does a
1: bit bananas doesn't yeah. it
0: and uh, it's not like you know like if you're at a, if, if you had a party at your house and say I was chatting to uh, to Mark Taylor um we would maybe split off to the side and wouldn't be having talk
1: a, 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 a reasonable volume for yeah. two people talking on the side yeah exactly
0: Not completely uh so yeah. apart from apart from zoom and all these sort of platforms affecting your brain when there's loads of people on um yeah i've been we've been staying in touch with folk and um, we had a family quiz where we all dressed up as our topic i picked sports so that was easy enough i just stuck a dodgers top on (laughs) (laughs) um and obviously sports is the the easiest um the easiest thing for me to 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 normally chat about so yeah all these sorts of things i think these little quizzes and stuff that people are doing are are being have been fun um you know, uh, there's been a lot of sort of trivia challenges and I think people are doing more of these sort of Facebook, you know, riddle challenges and stuff that I've ever seen before. Uh, people you wouldn't maybe expect. Have you have you have you tried any of these yourself?
1: No, it, it goes back to kind of what I told you before, that um, there's been so many of them that people have tried to get me involved in. It's been one of those things that if you dip your toe in the water once, everyone's going to expect you to get involved. So I've kind of rather boringly kind of, partially stick out the way and hope that people don't really notice I've not been doing
0: them. yeah yeah the the uh, the thing I've been doing is um I, I don't bother you know that you get the thing oh you beat me you can post this up and then you can yeah, tell everybody else yeah, if you, yeah. I, I, I'll maybe put the i put the thing up but then I, I I don't really bother messaging anyone to tell them they need to put it up I just sort of let no. let it slide because otherwise you'd be there all day and um, I had a good one the other day though I can, I can I can lay this out for you on the on the pod um if you, if you want and yeah, you can see it. if you can get it so um there's there's a cat in it what's it there's four cats in a room each are in the, each cat's in the corner and each cat has three cats in front of them how many cats in total are in the room
1: what four yes yeah, four.
0: Yeah, the answer is four. The yeah, because people- they're, they're, they're in the corner looking out the corner so you can see the other three corners. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The amount of people that are putting like 32, 16, and- <laughs> 16 and stuff. One guy was like, well, if there's three cats in front of them, um, then they could only see like one cat. And I was like, no, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> no, and um, so yeah, no it's it's four it's quite funny how people like people get that wrong uh, the other one is when people put up the maths challenges and don't realize that you do the brackets part of of it first or the, people have
1: the good old bod mass.
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's quite it's quite funny some of the uh, the arguments that are developing developing that, and the other thing I was gonna say, Nick, is there obviously uh I think there's been some positives to. To the lockdown, um, are, you, are you finding that, or are you, are you completely no? There's no positives at all. This is the worst thing ever. Well, like
1: as as you'll probably be the same, Rambo. Life life's a pretty hectic race sometimes, and it's. Sometimes you are just kind of just hanging on, <laughs> and life's more running you than you running life. And whether that be you've got a list of about twenty things in the back of the, your head that you're like, oh, I really should get that done, or I really should get this done, or I really should get that done. I it's been a chance to clear that list. Like, I'll. I'll, I'll it's been good from that point of view. It's um, my my job's quite stressful, and uh, a lot of different things going on, and. Um, a lot, of, a lot of hours. So obviously, being able to step back away from that and being able to just kind of recharge and and take stock has been has been pretty nice. But um, it obviously everyone's got that garbage TV that they need to catch up on. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it, it it has been nice, and obviously the weather's been not too bad. I'm looking out the window now, and for some reason it's raining. But other than that, it's it's been has been pretty nice, and uh, it's. I think life is going to be very different, and everyone's gonna have a very different kind of take on things and i think uh, I think it will have some positives in the end, but when we get there, who knows
0: yeah so certainly i think there's i think well I think the ears seemed a bit cleaner um i d I know that sounds a bit stupid um certainly um one of the other but one of the positives I was going to talk about is that uh, Mr. Motivator being back on TV. I, <laughs> yes, I don't know. I don't know if you're aware of this. Um, uh, Mr. Motivator is back on TV. He was, I think, what back in the nineties. Certainly, he was a he was a frequent um, TV workout guy. He was probably one of the first of his kind in the UK. Um, and he's been doing some <laughs> doing some of these uh, these sorts of things, and uh, he seems he very happy. I was I was just thinking. Who would you say in the BIT could could fill the role of our Mr. Motivator?
1: Well, I think there's only one guy, really, isn't there? who is that? Joe.
0: Joe. Joe. Certainly. Um, do you think? would well, I think Joe would actually look all right in spandex, don't you?
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, go. With Let's go. With yes.
0: <laughs> um, the the other person I was thinking of that would that would look all right in spandex. Um, is is Miller? Uh, cause oh yeah, God. Yeah, because he's you know he's quite he's quite he's quite a s- skinny chap. He's not you know he's not got what, fl- M- Miller Miller
1: in his spandex who came dressed as his Halloween costume of a skeleton.
0: <laughs> certainly, certainly. What I was thinking is if it was Miller um, and he was doing all these hard workouts, he would have to be like um, you know Mister Tapeworm because he's kind of unpleasant, <laughs> but he makes you lose weight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you'll love that comparison. <laughs> uh, this <laughs> a- <laughs> um, I, I,
1: I'm still—I know I've told you this story before, but I—whenever you, you mentioned Miller and workout, I still can't forget the first time that we, I went to Finland with uh, with Miller, and I've, I've never like Andy is the most unflappable person in the world. I think you would agree with that, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like the the building could be on fire and Andy had just sort her out of there like he wouldn't wouldn't really be wouldn't really be too bothered. And he's the,
0: uh, he's the version of the meme, you know, the where the building's on fire and the guy's like, "This is fine." That's that's Andy. Yeah, me. yeah.
1: And uh, and I'd, I'd never seen him ever get flapped by anything, but he was getting this this whole trip. There was this certain guy who was uh, just digging at him, just digging at him, just digging at him, just digging at him. And and he was just it was just. Like Teflon Andy, like usual, just nothing sticks. It's all fine until, for some reason, we we're in the weight room of the gym in Viramaki, like in the in the bottom of the bowl, as you as you'll know it. And for some reason, uh, I think it was Andy Marshall who started showing everyone the the proper technique for doing squats on the on the bar. And and for some reason, it obviously, it started off pretty much just with the bar for the people who'd never done it before to get the technique right, and then. Uh, Christy Johnson Brown comes along, who's a pretty well-built guy, and he was uh, he was pretty ripped. And suddenly decides he wants to do a bit of a workout and puts the bar up to some quite significant weight. Which then, for some reason, despite everyone being like, "Come on, Miller, you're you're kind of you're qualified in these things. You, you work in sports," like Miller suddenly gets peer pressured into joining in at this ridiculous weight. In which case, let's just say that the bar went down, but not necessarily Miller didn't come back up with it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. the, the more funny thing being that despite four people holding the bar and helping him come back up with it, he tried to go down for a
0: second one. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Uh, no when no you're beat, man. No one you're beat. Uh, I, th- I think he was so
1: um, – he nearly passed out from taking the bar down. I don't think he even realized that other people had helped him back up with it. <laughs> I think he must have just got to the bottom and then just suddenly thought he'd got superhuman strength and this has suddenly become really easy
0: yeah I mean normally if you take a bar I mean I've, I, I don't do a lot of uh, like free weight stuff um, obviously <laughs> but when you take a bar on when I have done it in the past if it's slightly too heavy you know immediately um, that it's not a good idea as as you take it on your shoulders so you can yep. you can rack it pretty quickly if you don't start going down with it, um, but obviously Miller, 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 there I uh, thought when he got to the bottom, oh, I've, I've just uh, you know, I've just sort of adrenaline's got me through that one. I'll do another one for the people.
1: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I've never ever, I, 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 don't really think I have seen since. I've never ever seen the guy get peer pressured or kind of be been affected by anything that anyone's ever said. Apart from that one time, and it's still the most out of character thing I've ever, I've ever seen from him. From probably the most um, predictably unshakable man.
0: <laughs> oh dear, well, I wish I wish I'd seen that. To be honest with you, uh, <laughs> it would have been, it would have been interesting to, uh, to watch. Sadly, um, I mean, I uh, I've been doing a little bit of. Uh, I got some weights from Amazon. They're not very heavy uh because we've we, our uh, our goalie um coach uh so to speak uh, Kenny has been doing these online workouts Kenny was a former gymnast as well so he's been doing all these workouts and I think he completely forgets that like you know when you're doing burpees I have an obstacle to get round to get up um and uh so I've got I've got a couple of weights, but it's nothing that because what he was originally doing is because obviously where everyone's at home and people wouldn't have access to weights necessarily is you have been using tins of beans for weights. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. and one of the things we're doing is like the uh I don't know what they call it, like the fly where you bring you bring your sh you start with your shoulders wide apart and you bring them above your and together and just so your hands touch. Um I'm actually doing the action of that right now where we're doing a audio only podcast. That's really helpful. And um He, uh, I I done it the first time with my tins of beans, um, and then I had a big massive dent in, uh, in both tins of beans and decided (laughs) that it's probably a good idea if I just went on Amazon (laughs) and and purchased another couple of, purchased a couple of weights, um, for a kilogram each. And then I got, I got heavier ones for doing like shoulder stuff and that. So, uh. (laughs) <laughs> it was pretty funny when it stopped, stopped. And there was like tins of beans. I don't know if you've ever seen the. Um, there's a, the Who had an album called The Who Sell Out. There's a picture of like Roger Daltrey in a bath full of beans. And I was like, if we keep doing these exercises, and that's I keep beans. Look. That's what it's going to look like in my house. So, um, <laughs> uh that was that, that. Was that? I mean, it's been quite. It's been quite a good opportunity, I think, for. Um, for people to try new new things or to be a bit more active in different ways because obviously when you're on the road a lot with hockey, um, normally the only activity you've got is maybe the game itself or a wee bit of warm-up before the game and then you know, you're know you back to eating McDonald's on the road. So it's, I suppose it would be good in that respect. Um, and um, I've not had to endure the uh, the steak pie at Sheffield this year, so that's that's been good as well. No,
1: yeah, uh, that has been... Uh, a small positive
0: Um, so uh, what I mean have you got into any new shows or anything like that 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 you think people ought to uh, ought to give a try to oh what
1: um, it's hard when you've watched so much stuff as to uh, to what's been good what did um, what have I been watching uh, for some reason, I seem to have I've been in a very American football type uh, type mood this this past week. I've watched quite a few uh, Netflix things about different American football things, which have been, been quite interesting. I always find from a – whether it be from a hockey point of view or from a coach's point of view, I don't know if you're the same, that like you can pick up so much stuff from watching different sports and seeing how different – coaches and different people in different scenarios deal with things like it's all transferable skills and relatable and uh, watch quite a few documentaries on some of the American football stuff on Netflix which is pretty good for any of you sports fans out there who are looking for something a little bit different
0: uh, yeah, yeah certainly um you, you're right about the, the coaching thing there what what else have you been have you been watching
1: um, so watch that what else uh, I probably do turn Netflix on to see what I've watched uh, what else have I watched? Um, uh, I'll probably watch Friends through for about the seventy thousandth time, uh, from start to end. Uh, the one where Nick gets really bored—that's the episode. Um, <laughs> so watch that through about twenty million times. What, uh, what else have you been watching? Um, I watched through the uh, the uh, the F1 series on Netflix as well. Watched through that as you can see a lot of this is sport dictated some of this stuff um, Beth has to put up with a lot um, but then again she is still working so I could just watch it while, uh, while she's at work um, what else uh, I'm sure there was something uh, finally, finally caught up and finished the likes of Killing Eve and things like that that was quite good um no, nothing too too crazy. Oh, one thing I will say, and if you've not watched it yet, Rambo, have you got Netflix?
0: I do. Have you watched The Last Dance yet? I was gonna say if you've not if you like sports oh, 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 and you've not oh, oh, watched yes. The Last Dance, then do you like sports? Is the as the the next question because Michael
1: Jordan is the man. Like, right.
0: but it's a it's an absolute. Um, Phenomenal uh, series. It comes out two two every week.
1: Yeah. So, so if if you guys are listening now, like today slash tomorrow is episodes seven and eight. So pretty much if you start watching it, you've only pretty much got a week to watch. Wait for the finale.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Although in some respects it's quite good because the each episode's about fifty minutes or so long. Yeah. So actually, if they came out all together and then you try, you would end up binge watching them. So take you know ten hours in a row of your so week even
1: and- even so if you if you watch one a day from now or whenever this goes live you're probably going to be there or thereabouts for for the end yeah
0: yeah
1: you know, the 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 way the guy handles himself and like it's because obviously I wasn't particularly obviously I was pretty pretty young when Michael Jordan was in the, the peak of his career and, and doing what he does best and. Uh, one of the one of the guys that uh, one of the North American sports broadcasters that I listen to quite a lot was talking about that um, LeBron James must be pretty sick at the fact that number one he's not currently playing basketball for the Lakers and trying to win a title, but number two suddenly there's now a documentary showing how great Michael Jordan is that's out at the same time that he can't be on the court showing how great he is.
0: That's that's true. What I think is really good about it though is it's not just totally Michael Jordan centric like a lot of things have been in the past it's got yeah. like you know like the, the the chief the Bulls coach Phil Jackson is just like he's an incredible character in, in all this
1: like how uh, how how on earth could you do to go and do that job being told that basically even if you went 82 and 0 you were getting sacked like
0: yeah yes yeah, uh, it's it's it's, it's look, such a good
1: the way that he deals with the different people, like let's face it, I don't think not to the extremes that you're talking about, but I'm sure in your coaching career, you've, you've coached someone who's your own version of Dennis Rodman.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, not to the extremes of Dennis Rodman. Yeah. 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 And none of them had the access to the millions of dollars or millions of pounds, but um, yeah, as we've all certainly had a Dennis Rodman character had to deal with that, <laughs> you know, Um and, he, it's it's just it is an amazing watch I don't want to say too much about it because I don't want to spoil it but it is, it's really good to watch um, and actually one of the sports writers in it right at the start says there's only really three people in sports um, that have ever done what they've uh, for sport their sport what Michael Jordan's done including him and that was uh, Muhammad Ali for boxing and yeah. Babe Ruth for baseball basically like where their their Personality transcended like the sort of they made it international, made it global, made it massive. And, um, and that's I certainly, I certainly think that's probably true. I mean, I was thinking about Wayne Gretzky, but is that just because we're in hockey circles, we know about him? Whereas everybody knows about Michael Jordan, everybody knows who Michael Jordan is. I think,
1: I think Wayne Gretzky is probably about as close as it gets. Like there's a lot of people outside of hockey circles who, if you mention Wayne Gretzky, know who the guy is, or or at least have oh, there's a hockey guy. But Michael Jordan's it's a like it's a mega brand. Like it's when you hear about how much how much the guy's worth now.
0: Yeah, and the the sneakers named after him.
1: Yeah, (laughs) worried about how much he was going to get paid when he was playing basketball, and and like look at how much he's worth now. It's it's chicken feed.
0: Yeah it's it's so um i mean it, his money didn't come from basketball basically so uh yeah the michael jordan documentary um nick and i have given you the the pre the preview of it there certainly the last dance is, is well worth the watch on on netflix i'd say it's probably the best show to watch on netflix if you're looking for something to watch and you haven't started it yet um
1: yeah, and I think that obviously I would say it transcends and anyone could watch it, but at the end of the day, why would you be listening to an ice hockey podcast with us two if you weren't interested in sports? So I think we're kind of already batting in the right average.
0: Yeah, certainly. And then um one other thing I watched on Netflix, which I was very surprised that uh obviously Adam Sandler's got that deal with Netflix. Um and uh, I watched uncut gems which is serious and it's very good so if you if you want to watch a movie um then give uncut gems a, a bash
1: yeah uh, I keep um, I keep flicking past that and uh, and seeing it it's obviously got good ratings but then for some reason in my head good ratings that Adam, Adam Sandler never kind of <laughs> kind of go together so I've, I've never I've never had the chance to watch it but uh, I might do on that recommendation now.
0: yeah certainly I mean to me I think Adam Sandler's problems with a lot of these films are they're just watered down versions of Happy Gilmore um, yeah which it is, was kind of just regurgitating a similar concept yeah um, but certainly Uncut Gems I would recommend it but don't watch it if you're wanting something light to kind of like just numb your brain in, and escape the world like you have to be ready to watch a serious film, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Um, so, um, Nick, I think yeah, that's obviously some of our recommendations. Um, there's a few uh, YouTube links I might chuck up uh, of, of things I've seen. Have you ever have you ever seen the uh, the Emma Stone Jimmy Fallon lip sync battle?
1: No, so I'll be I'll be quite interested to see, see you
0: throw that up. That's 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 so good. And then, obviously, I don't know if you've ever seen Ariana, Ariana Grande doing her impressions of different um, different uh, female divas. Um, but actually, incidentally, it's probably better than most Ariana Grande songs. So um, that'll be <laughs> another another one I'll, I'll chuck up there. Um, so yeah, folks. I think that's that's probably enough from us for for one day. Um, we've got a couple of specials coming up. i have got Chris Cooknick next. Oh, there we go. Um, that was I quite that, was, that was quite a tongue twister. Um, he uh he he heard about it uh, and uh, he's been he's been tuning into a lot of things, which I always think is a great endorsement for what we do at the BIHA when like a guy who's played like, a good high level in the UK decides that he wants to. Spend some his free time. Yeah, spend some of his free time listening or watching us. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll be chatting to him. If, if anyone has any questions, you can let me know, although we've probably recorded it by the time this comes out anyway. Uh, so, yeah. Um, you got any, any last words of wisdom, Nick, before before we get call it a day.
1: No, just stay safe. Try and stay sane, I think is the new thing I'm adding to that catchphrase. Stay safe, stay
0: sane. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Um, Well, that's a goodbye from me and a goodbye from me.